up internet. If it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a village to abuse them. My name is Matthew Kroll. And I'm Shahir Dowd, and I'm going to go to Hobbit Yard and park the car and watch this movie Spotlight. Fuck How you. do you like them apples? The applesauce, <laughs> bitch. This is the only <laughs> podcast about the film Spotlight. And with us, we have a special guest, Shahir. Introduce the man. This is... Writer, producer, oh actor, oh my God. lover of ladies. It's all I feel magic happening. <laughs> like, I literally want to jump and run. I don't know where I want to run. Podcast host. What else do you do, Gerard? I mean, I, I, mean I, I go on street corners, you know, dance with change. <laughs> wow. You so know. Gerard has a podcast. Uh, so Gerard Milligan. Hello. What's up? What's up, y'all? Welcome to the show. Thanks Thank for you having for us. being here. First off, can I just say, for the audience at home that this recording studio is beautiful. Oh, thank you, buddy. I mean, no, no, no. I'm looking around and I, I love comics, you know, <laughs> and I see Joker. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Dr. Doom. <laughs> and Shredder. <laughs> and if you ladies at home know those people I just named, call Matt. Yes. <laughs> Matt's call not single, but still he'll take the call. Uh, I'll, I will <laughs> forward them to Jerome. Yes. <laughs> You call, are you single right now? You call Matt. Yeah, I'm single. Lover you call ladies. Matt, Matt, call yep. me. Yeah. The whole thing, this, you know. Happy to look. be a part of that chain. And Jarrah also is a host on another podcast, a very popular podcast, Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood, which is why we yes. decided to pick the whitest movie ever oh, for you no. to be a guest. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say, this is the <laughs> whitest movie during the whitest time at the Oscars right now. <laughs> right. Oscars so white. <laughs> you this, know. Is, this is why we needed you here, Jarrah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, listen, I, I'm here to sprinkle First off, no, you brown too. <laughs> you know, like you know, but this is a very diverse room. Yeah, the Oscar should look like this room. It, it the should Oscar a should little look like bit. We need a we need a lady in here though, yep, and then it'd be then we'd be all set. Yeah, we need. She has to be like uh, she has to be like Asian because I feel sure. like no one ever cared, like there's never That's Asian women. That's not a stereotype women. as well. Like we're not we're not saying no, no, no. Asian women are more beautiful. Or no, no, I'm like just that. saying it's like you you <laughs> usually will see you usually see a white woman. You barely see black women, but you just never see Asian women in movies like. How oh. often do you see Asian women in like a I mean, Hollywood I'm thinking movie. Michael no. Bay movies right now will probably have a lot of Asian women. In really? It, for probably the wrong reason. But no, but not like beyond <laughs> like a set piece. Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I mean, is, yeah. when is it just like the teacher of a school happens to be Asian? Yeah. It's like, it's not about her being listen, Asian. It's listen, like she's just, if we want to talk about diversity, when was the last time you saw an Indian in a movie that wasn't a joke? Uh, <laughs> struggling, struggling, um, struggling. I mean, outside of outside of Aziz Ansari, uh, I was gonna say, say Dev. Dev yeah. and, oh, the sickening. What it's a prob- happening. What a problem is like TV is now diversifying. Like, yeah. uh, what is right. that other Master show? Master of None. It's another show. show. It's, a, it's a female from Bollywood who's like huge. Oh, now. Priyanka uh, Chopra. My, my, well, the fun. So here's the interesting thing: is that like my mother-in-law was staying with us, and this that's totally not a genre of show that she would watch. But because Priyanka Chopra is in that show, it's called Quantico. Yes. And I would like make fun of her. I would like, I would do the head bobble to my mother-in-law. It's like, Quantico is on right now. You could watch it because I love being racist. Um, yeah, Jesus. I, I can't do that at all. <laughs> no, you goodness. guys. I'm just giving you a heads up right now. You should not do that. I will Although not. I, I will not do that. No, I'm good. <laughs> um, I will not do that. But yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> do you think Spotlight uh, could do with more black people or uh, Indians or Asians? <laughs> well, the other thing that's about Spotlight is Spotlight is based on a true story, right? Yes. Yeah. Were there any people of color involved at all? I mean, oh, this is my question. Yes. <laughs> I brought this up on my podcast and, and twice. Like, and it shouldn't be the case that we just brought you up here to talk about no, issues no, no. of color. No, no, I'm fine. Part. It's so funny. It's like, I just put this up on my podcast. I put it up literally two episodes in a row. Mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is Mark, what is Mark Ruffalo? I, you know, I don't even want to know. 
Because Mark Ruffalo, I'm like, Mark Ruffalo be passing for like... In this film, he actually they actually mentioned that he's Portuguese. Like, it's so like, I count Mark Ruffalo... As a, I've literally counted Mark Ruffalo as like something. Since he's questionable, I count him. <laughs> right. like, I can't figure out what you are. You know what? His and his name hey. is Resendez in this film. But okay. I but I watched the I, I watched an interview with the real uh, Mike Resendez and Mike Ruffalo in the room together. Do they look like each other? Uh, a little, but Mike Resendez does not look like a Hispanic dude. If his name suggested at all, I don't know. Okay, I'm not going to presume. But, but I refuse to look up Mark Ruffalo's nationality. Yeah. Or ethnicity, because I'm terrified he's just gonna be a regular white dude. Not that I'm, I don't love I'm white telling dudes. You now, don't you? I'm, don't you do it? I'm I will take his headphones off right now. Don't do it. I will take his head off right now. Don't do it. Let the man have his. I let him have his wonder. <laughs> I, I Why the fuck do you want to take away Santa Claus? <laughs> I have literally Mark said, Ruffalo, Mark, Santa Claus. I, I literally said this multiple times because Mark Ruffalo has appeared in like recent movies. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Hey, I don't know what he is. I'm count him as like something other. This is my thing. If Mark <laughs> Ruffalo can check other on a box, yeah, he's down. <laughs> I, know say, like, if, I know they say if you brown you down, you talk other, you're my brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. I'll take it. I'll take okay, it. but okay. Let's say he's of European descent. Does that count? See, this, that's another <laughs> tricky thing. Because we had like we had a guest, we had a guest who was Latin American, and we started talking about like uh, you know, uh, Latinos yeah. and Pans Americans in Hollywood. And he's like, name some of the famous Spanish actors you can think of, right? So I started naming like Antonio Banderas. That was my first one. Like uh, uh, Penelope Louis Cruz. Guzman. Yeah, and the thing is, he was like, you got to remember a lot of people you're naming are from Europe. Yeah. And he was like, to me, they are just as much as white as <laughs> a white person is. He was yep. like, because they they aren't from like the place where I'm from. Their skin, they, they, they're exotic now. Right? Yeah. So even if Mark Ruffalo was from Europe, I'm like... It's tricky because I'm like, if I heard Idris Alba in his accent say the N-word, I might be offended. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I might be. It's like, Idris, I get, like, listen, man, I get it. You're black, but. But, you're, but, but, Idris, you're Bri but British but black you're doesn't British. count. I don't know. The thing is, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. It totally know. does. Like, does <laughs> it, British black counts. No, 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 this is my thing. My thing is, you. I understand you're black. Yeah. But an American Negro, right, was called a certain thing, right? So I'm my thing is, I don't I'm gonna know. I'm going to guarantee you right now because. Mark uh, Idris Elba has been called the N word. No, no, hear me out. <laughs> See, because this no, is my this is becoming a thing about race right now. But but my thing is, if you've been called the N word, then then you can say it. Or you? Oh you, hell no! Oh, oh really? No. no, no. People say that word so fluent. No, no, no. But if you've been called it out of hate, out of hate. And because of your skin color, then you can say it. no, because that that opens it up to no. This is my thing. This is my uh, thing about the N word. Some people are just <laughs> some people are just racist and idiots. Yeah. It's idiots. So my thing is, you could just be, you could be a tanned Italian that someone could call you the N-word because they're just like being ignorant. But that <laughs> N-word technically is something that like has been ingrained in American history. Like for instance, my, my parents are old. My mom grew up picking cotton. You know, yeah. like I, that is, that is steeped in my, like, this is parental. This isn't like <laughs> your great grands. And like her mom picked cotton. Indentured yeah. servants. Like that is totally different. Like I don't know. And again, I don't know how things were for Idris Elba. You know, Idris Elba, like I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. Yeah. But I know here in America, yeah. look, man, <laughs> look, I don't know. I, I, it's tough because, like, yeah, is it? I don't know, man. I don't know. And uh, just for reference, the N word that we're referring to is nice person, right? Yes, yeah. totally. Yes, yes. totally. Nincompoop. Nincompoop. Totally. If you've ever been called nincompoop, 
<laughs> then, you know, then, then, totally. I'm glad. That's now that we got that out of I the was way. Say, and I'm glad as the only white dude in the room that I just was quiet. You know what? And I respect it. I almost brought it up, but I was like, I respect that you're like, I'm gonna just let this hash no, out. This is good. What's funny is Gerard and I were texting before this, and we said we should go super racist on this film, yeah. just to make Matt really uncomfortable. <laughs> and it happened organically. It did. Well, I, I do want to quote that Matt does have the big chair. He does have a big. I just thought about I just, this. I just want to know that everyone at home, Matt has a big chair. And right I'm now. sitting on a stool uh-huh. like you know? a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Every episode, his, I got his a bad chair, back. And, no, chair, I've never, his, and I've never complained. His chair looks so soft with, arm, with armrests. <laughs> what a swindle. I will say this nothing to do with race, everything to do with being an evil overlord. Because if you look how tall this chair is in the yeah. back, I could spin it if yes. there was room in here, and it could be a Dr. Claw scenario. Oh, this is not totally like that hand. movie Get Shorty where he's like trying to power play me in this room. Oh, he is. You know, like, by, because I'm taller than Matt. Hold on, I'm not, sitting, but I'm not in this room. Straighter. Yeah. And you're sitting lower than him. You're <laughs> sitting, I've been noticing it the whole time. I'm like, yo, like, so here's I, mad tall. You know what? <laughs> After this, we're going to have to have some, we're going to have to have a chair so there's gonna be No, there's going to be some changes. In oh, oh, there you no. go. There you go. 2016, <laughs> here it gets a big chair too. Or at least get him a box to put on top of his. Give him a box. I'm going to sit on a box. Four Apple boxes and we'll put your chair that you're on there on top of yeah, it. Listen, this is the only podcast about Spotlight. <laughs> oh, oh, is that what we're doing? Oh, oh yeah. we're talking about Spotlight. That's, oh, right. Right. Spotlight. That's, right. That's right. Well, right. we just put a spotlight on our sitting situations. True. Yeah, good. We're I'm not going to let it go. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, no, like Spotlight. Go. So, we've introduced you to Gerard Matt. Spotlight, a film about the ongoing investigation that the Boston Globe ran into the uh Long-standing covered-up abuses of Catholic priests in the Boston area. Or the abusing that the, the Catholic abusing. priests did. Not the, the priests themselves were not abused. They, <laughs> they were doing were. the abusing. They were doing the abusing. But they were also, you know, I mean, yeah, yes, cyclical sure. abuse. Yes, you know, people were abusing on. each other. And- um, so the film follows uh, four journalists. Uh, you know, basically the entire, you know, the 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 major part of the Boston Globe's <laughs> editorial team. Michael Keaton. <laughs> Uh, Mark Ruffalo, Rachel McAdams, Rachel McAdams, yes. and that other dude with the mustache, Leif Schreiber. No, no, I was, he's not on the team. He's yeah. the he's the oh the other the dude who looks like um yeah. who's uh, that actor? I had no I, idea who they were. They, but he, 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 he he's in that movie the whole time. He's not even credited at the top five. <laughs> I know, but he also he looks like the guy who was in Get Shorty and Out of Sight. Um, there's, there's this character actor who passed away a couple of years ago. It's oh. not him. Um, it just he just whenever I see him, he just looks like that guy. And I'm gonna as y'all look that up. I'm gonna just talk about Rachel McAdams for a second. Well. Okay. Yeah. Go, like, I just want to say, I just Brian say, James. I think his name is Brian James. But he, all, but he, the the person he looks like is Dennis Farina. Oh, no, okay. No. About. no, that doesn't sound right, does it? it uh, look, he looks like Dennis Farina. I'm not with you on that. I'm gonna go with young Dennis. Farina. What do you have to say about Rachel McAdams? Yeah, I, mean, I just really love Rachel McAdams. And the thing is, I feel like you know, she's a really good actress. Of course, <laughs> of course, she's beautiful or whatever. But she's actually funny. And it's the thing of like. This rare, I feel like you have people, even men, who bridge the gap between funny and dramatic. Because I feel like sometimes they don't let you go back and forth to make mm-hmm. you pick one another. I, well, I, I mean, like, I think Michael Keaton's a good example sure. of that. But I feel yeah. like she's kind of picked at this point. When's the last time she's done a comedy? No, she should do one soon. She should. Because I, personally, I mean, I, I think she is a competent actress. And I think she's fucking hilarious when she does comedy. Yeah. But like, she's really good at playing one character. Which I feel like I feel like it more be I feel like it's tricky. I feel like if you're 
I feel like if you're a beautiful person, mm-hmm. outside of I can help you with this. No, <laughs> no, no. Honestly, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Outside of like, I feel like beauty plays a lot into the roles. Of, of course, course, with women, age plays a part into it. Like right. a lot of times, like if you're young, you're always like the vixen. You're always the wife, which happens to Rachel McAdams. She's always the wife, the love interest. Yeah. Um, it's tricky because even Scarlett Johansson is kind of getting stuck in this thing. It's like if if Rachel McAdams was not as attractive. I think she would have totally different roles all over to her. She would have more character roles. The only young, beautiful person who gets real roles is Jennifer Lawrence for some reason. And Jennifer Lawrence for some reason gets roles outside of her age gap. It's yeah, like, yeah. She, gets, she gets like a widow. She's yeah. like a widow, like a, yeah. a mom of like a seven-year-old with a miracle mop. <laughs> like somehow she's got the pass. I think David O. Russell just has a thing which is like, oh, we got a woman in this role. We could cast Jennifer Lawrence. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. yeah, she's sixty years old. That's fine. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. computers. Yeah, well, um, I, I think Rachel McAdams is a very good actress. The only reason I, I'm pointing her out, um, one because she is really the only. Is she like the only? I mean, she's like the main woman in this. She's the only this, woman in this movie. Only yeah. woman in this film. And the thing is, it's like she got an Oscar nom for this uh, film, her first one. Did she get an Oscar nomination? For she this? did. Yeah. yeah, she did. She got an Oscar nom for it. And I find it interesting because I feel like she was good, but I feel like this Oscar nomination is one of those Oscars they were like, we owe you one. Like we, like you should have got, you should have got this a long time it's, ago. We're going to give you this say. one. Yeah. But then the thing is, is like. I was listening to your podcast this week, actually. Mm -hmm. I was listening to your Beast of No Nation. (laughs) That made me so sad. Yeah, you know, and it's like this, the the thing about this film, now, and I will just get it off the bat right away, is that I really like this film. I really Mm -hmm. like it a lot. This is the kind of film that's kind of catnip to me, which is that it's a procedural journalist film. I love those kinds of movies. I love Zodiac. I love All the President's Men. I love JFK, which is not so much about journalism, but more about the law itself. I love those kinds of movies. And in any ordinary year, this would be the movie to beat in the Oscars. You know, this would be the movie. Mm. But it's the year of Mad Max, The Revenant, you know, a couple, other, Max. Things, yeah. couple other things. And, and, and I feel like this movie is going to get drowned out by those, other, by those other films. But this is an excellent movie to me. Uh, mm. I will say uh, one real quick thing on the Rachel McAdams thing, and then we'll sort of do our, uh, continue our opinions. Uh, <clears throat> the Rachel McAdams in this that she was nominated, I was very shocked. Because one thing I, I want to give this movie credit for was she was one of these four main characters that seemed to get kind of remotely the same amount of screen time. Maybe not mustachio dude, but like the three mains and mm-hmm. uh, Michael Keaton, her and Mark Ruffalo. Um, but the but the thing about it was like the, the good thing, sorry, is they didn't like focus on her as a woman and they didn't focus yes. on any of that shit. She was just another one of the team, another reporter, the yeah. same thing. And I think that's incredibly important to do. What I will say though, is I don't think she, the, this performance of hers, like to your point, Jira, mm. this was not something monumental. This was a, this was a sort of ode. Like you should have gotten this a couple times yeah. ago. And now we, mm. this is sort of like, Oh, you're, it's like the third Lord of the Rings movie. And like, yeah. that, that's the thing. But the thing is, is that everyone in this film is playing in that field, which is that I feel like no actor in this movie outshines is, another. Yeah. And, yeah, and no actor is jumping above the material. Yeah. Right. But also, which, yeah, which is why, and now I'm going to sort of counteract what we were just saying. You said, mm. these are sort of your sort of movies. Yeah. I like this movie, but overall, I was pretty meh on it. Right. Uh, it, it no, I take that back. Meh is one of the worst fucking things you can say about a thing. I take that back. I actually thought about this movie. This movie made me have dialogues with people. It stayed in my consciousness long after. 
I had finished watching it. However, wait, you didn't you just watch this last night? Yeah, but I, I, me and my girlfriend <laughs> had a two hour conversation. Isn't the, uh, the conversation you're having this one right now? No. <laughs> He's trying to call you out. <laughs> Listen, big chair. I, <laughs> guys, I started a fight. Next week, this is my yeah. show. Oh, no. They're going to kill each other. Next no, week, fighting conquer. Uh, but no, I, I, I've watched movies before, and, and <laughs> one, one time I did. No, I've you are fully before, qualified to host the show then, and forgot. <laughs> And forgot about it instantly. Like, mm. that was fun and whatever. This movie obviously is not a fun time at the movies, but it makes you think about important shit. So on that level, I respect it. Mm. On another level, there were many moments of it where I was just like, okay, I get it. Right. All right. Yep. Oh, it's more reporting. And, and we can get into this later, I felt like I'm more interested in the story that it's that the, that the reporters are telling in the movie. Right. Whereas this felt kind of sort of masturbatory about journalism to the point like journalists are so important that we're the only ones that can get them. It's like, oh, like, and it just kept going back to the importance of journalism, the importance of journalism. And I don't know if I'm so tainted by journalism now that I'm just like, ah, fucking journalism's dead. Like true journalism is dead. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Cause, cause, cause I think, you know, like people will talk about this as the, the, the Catholic priest abuse story film. Right. And I don't think it is. I think it's the film about journalism. But and I, I th- and, and, and I like it for that. Like, I like that what the film is about is about the process of real journalism. And, oh, and to that. me, you know, and to me, the, the, the thing that's great about it is it feels like, um, a love story to journalism. Right. That's what I did. Uh, that's yeah. what I didn't yeah. like about it because what did, like. what did we get? What did we get from watching this love story of journalism? I, there were multiple fucking Rocky esque montages. What, yeah, not, he not called it Rocky music, esque. But like literally like typing in an Excel sheet, yeah. going through documents. And I'm just like, fuck you. And, <laughs> and I was just like, I see. I ah, love that stuff because see, I was, I, uh, we should, see, we should hand see, over to oh, our, see the thing is settle the, this time. Yeah. This movie was tough because I did like it. Um, I think the problem is, is like, you know, we all like movies. I heard so many great things about it going into it. And I was like, Oh, can't wait to watch this. So it kind of was hyped up. I think I fell for that. Yeah, I did too. And the thing is watching this movie, I couldn't stop thinking about that movie doubt. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was yes. like, and I was like, this isn't doubt you know, mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't, and it, the thing is, I, I agree with Sharon. Mm-hmm. I think this movie definitely is more about journalism, which I did like. But my thing is, the movie's about journalism, but how you got me here was the scandal, right? That's the point. And the yeah. scandal to me wasn't, there, there wasn't a villain. There wasn't like a, there was like, it was almost like, it was almost like this whole movie was about this thing you never saw. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not saying you needed to see a priest do anything, but it needed to be a face to it. It needed to be like, needed to be like the enemy that they were trying to like, Ah, we got you. Mm-hmm. It needed to be that. Whereas in doubt, and I keep, I hate mm-hmm. to keep hearing it. In doubt, it's a single priest. It yeah. is. It's yeah. a single priest. And the thing is, there was an emotional component. Viola Davis's, well, I guess it was Viola Davis. Viola Davis and Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amy Adams, both were like the emotional component to that for me. Uh-huh. Like the journalist, if you will, was of course uh, Meryl so, Streep trying yeah. to figure it out, trying to figure out what's going on. But you saw what was happening in that case from two different perspectives. You saw the mom who is dealing with the son being abused, whether she denied it, whether she said what happens, totally different thing. You see it from Amy Adams as a person on the inside trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. The complications of like what she's dealing with. For this movie, it was like, it was like the superheroes just trying to change the world, which is great. But we never really saw, like to me, this movie didn't get good 
until they had that interview with one of the guys who was abused, like later yeah, yeah, on yeah, in life. Because yeah, sure. to me, it's like, now we got a face to what's happening. Yes. Now, like, this is a thing. We can connect with something. And mm-hmm. to me, it's like, I can't connect with, like, I can't connect with someone just doing good. It's like, yeah, if you want to, you know, if Matt, you have a movie about you're trying to, you know, protect the homeless and, like, the homeless are being done wrong, but we never see homeless people. Right. Or we never see the homeless people get abused. How can I? But now that- what you're asking me to do is, like, just rely on you doing mm-hmm. good like you have no flaws yeah. yeah you know you are a hero like i need some i need some so, type of so and i guess maybe that the you know that's i actually really responded to the fact that the film didn't try to go out of its way to portray abuse like we never saw abuse in any way because i do think the film is about journalism and the power of journalism and and True. and the thing is is the, the film the moments that i found really powerful there were two um are we getting into spoiler territory? I think we we're about that? to get into a spoiler right now. I, I can, I can, I can do it without uh, giving a spoiler away. But it's when someone reads a story that one of the journalists <laughs> have written. Oh, right. Oh, and, yeah, that's and, good part. and 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 to me, the power was seeing that person's entire worldview change because of this revelation that happens, and you know that, that yeah. they get out of this story. Mm-hmm. And I found that so immensely powerful. Um, and and the the thing is that I I feel like this film is really trying to praise real long investigative journalism. Because the thing about that happened with the Catholic church abuse scandals is that there were all these institutions that looked the other way. Yeah. And, and, and the thing that's amazing about the, the, what the film will get into eventually is that it doesn't shy away from the fact that the newspapers themselves looked away. Right. Um, and, and the film is really about trying to rectify that mistake or rectify that, put that story out to the world, you know, because, because the backbone of the actual case is a lawyer trying to present these cases, you know, present these abuse cases to the Boston, yeah, yeah, the Boston community, um, you know, the Boston legal process. But what they know is that that, that legal process won't go anywhere without the, without the story accompanying it, that without the public outcry. So, that to me is powerful, and I think it's a big hitty idea. But I love that kind of story, and I and what I love is that it's so process driven. It's so much about finding the pieces. It's so much about like, well, how is this person connected to this person, and how are we going to actually prove that this person knew about this? You know, and I I I just love that kind of detail oriented storytelling. I love seeing people do their jobs well. Yeah, you can watch Discovery Channel, man. <laughs> like, right. go, uh, well, yeah. we, we'll get into it. Let's now. That's here has danced around some things, and we all have. Let's now. We're getting into spoiler territory. So if you have not seen Spotlight, go watch it. Spotlight. Come back, Spotlight. and we'll be here. Oh, look, we're here. Here we are. Let's talk. Let's start at the beginning of the movie. What the fuck was the beginning of the movie? There was a scene no. back in 1970, whatever. That was like in a police station, and then like a priest and someone leaves. Are, are you being serious? Like what? The I fuck? don't know what the hell that scene was. Uh, so a kid had been abused, yes. had reported it to the police. Sure. The district attorney turns up and lets the priest go because the Catholic church is there. I but, didn't catch any of hey, that. Just really? So know, just so y'all know, as we go into this podcast, I'm throwing no shade towards the Catholic church because... Uh, Are you religious? No, because... You're scared? They, <laughs> hell yeah. Really? Dude, <laughs> if you think about like, man, please wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Man. Are you telling me that you think that the Catholic man. Church isn't get, like they they're going to come after you for this podcast, man, but not say, the people who made the movie Spotlight? Oh man, listen, we, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, listen. I I'm you know, flattered you know that movie, you think our listenership you know what is movie that came powerful. Out before you know what the director directed before Spotlight. When no. when? Oh, the Cobbler. The Cobbler. 
You know what movie was supposed to, I feel like, I feel like. Tom McCarthy. He's a great, he's no, a really I, good director. He is. I feel like they knew about this movie. It was like, oh, you know what? We're going to try to discredit you before this movie comes out. Adam Sandler. Wait, you're saying the Catholic Church made an Adam Sandler movie? Listen, I'm Wait, not. I'm so I'm not, confused. Yeah. Listen, I'm not saying they did. <laughs> I'm not saying they didn't. I'm you're not really saying, saying much right now. I'm saying that I'm trying to stay you gotta, safe. If, for, for people who can't see at home, because this is a podcast, like Gerard is leaning in like, it's almost listen, like he's the smoking man listen, from X-Files right now. All I'm saying is this man directed. You don't up. know how far this goes. He directed up. No, he, direct, he, did, he did not direct up. He, he wrote. Did. He wrote. Oh, whatever, man. He had a part of up. Oh my God. That's like Rachel McAdams. Like you're saying Rachel McAdams wrote this movie. Hey, didn't she? <laughs> she wrote the dialogue she was in. Oh, I'm saying I believe it. Thank you. I would too. Up. Oh, I'm saying you can't, you don't go from up to the cobbler. You wrote up. You don't go from up to the cobbler. <laughs> and without, he wrote the cobbler. Without some, and it's a bad movie. Don't, don't, don't put that evil on him. Don't put that evil on him. Well, you're saying it's Adam Sandler. I'm saying <laughs> the people were like, you're going, you're, 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 you're Gearing up doing pre-pro on a movie about a Catholic church and a bad light. Oh, okay. Oh, you you don't think <laughs> you don't think, you're saying you think Adam Sandler was punishment for him? I think he was. Okay. I, I think, think you're a crazy person. Right? Oh, no, no, no. I won't go that far. I think Adam Listen. Sandler is a punishment to America at this point. Uh, uh, so it very well could be. I mean, listen. <laughs> I'm look. Okay, spoilers. All right, all right. spoilers. All right, all right. No, no, but we should go around the room and it. Though it's not necessary to like have a religious affiliation or not have a religious affiliation, I, I'm happy to say that that maybe the the reason the film worked for me. I'd be curious to talk to someone who felt like the film was defamatory against the Catholic Church. I don't know how you could make that argument, but I'd be curious to you know. I'm sure there are people who feel that way. Um, I am not a religious person. Uh, I'm. I don't believe in religion. I don't believe in the organization of religion. So, so for me, you know, this is kind of like shooting fish in a barrel. Well, for uh, me, it's like I guess we can. Like I'm. I'm. I come from a very religious family, so I'm like I'm. I'm very religious. Mm -hmm. I guess if you would say that, I feel like that's a weird thing to say. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was brought up like from. Oh my goodness! From kindergarten till senior high school, went to a Catholic school. Yeah, mm -hmm. my college was private. Yeah, parents are Baptist, so I was like whatever. I don't think the movie was like, to me, the movie stated facts, mm -hmm. straight up facts. It wasn't like they, they, to me, this movie, and maybe one of the reasons why I didn't like it as much is because they didn't pick. Like my thing is this whole movie was like, oh, we got to expose the Catholic church, right? The mm -hmm. Catholic church is covering this up. Right. Mm -hmm. But they didn't paint the Catholic church in like a bad light. And to me, what that did was, it's like, you're saying, you're saying Santa Claus is wrong. Right? You say Santa Claus is wrong for giving away all these free presents. Santa Claus, I gotta prove Santa's this, I gotta prove Santa's that. But we never show like to me it's like, prove why. Make them be bad. If if the Catholic Church is doing something wrong in this film, let them be evil. But if the you thing will. is the thing is don't see, don't be biased. They were too biased. It's like if you're gonna do this, go all in. But but don't the problem the problem is, is I think is that the film is not the film's not about the abuse. The film, you know, like even the story that these guys are reporting on is not about the abuse. They they talk about that during the film as well. The film is about how the Catholic Church knew about the abuse and did nothing. But that's what the film is see, about. But well, and, and not even did so, nothing. so to not show the abuse was well, kind of a, a good choice. It's not about me. showing the abuse to me. It's like all you had to do was like show. 
to me, it's difficult because I need you to hide it. I need to see the counselor do something. Here's the deal. Yes, yeah. and that's exactly. what that opening scene was. That was one but scene. That, but that a, scene did not. And I don't. Did, did both of you get that inference of what I mean, was happening in that scene? I, I thought I, I did. I thought, and that's I did. And that's okay. I was like, oh, clearly something happened to this kid. Yeah. No, I knew that, but I didn't know who was what. I didn't know if these were characters coming away because he gave like a date in the beginning, and I was like, oh, well, this probably has some reference but, to the story that's but coming. But you know, the way that scene is structured as well is we see it from the point of view of the cop who's like take who took them in, and the cop is like, what's happening here? And he's like, there's not going to be any charges. Why? Because the cat, the church is in, and then they walk right, into the room. Right, but normally what I'm saying is normally when you have a preamble scene like that, mm -hmm. it has some. There's some character in that scene, or that it connects will be to something later, later on. on. And granted, yes, this connects thematically as here's a sort of one example. But like, I was like, why are they giving this place a dates and names? And I'm just like, what the fuck? So, so that didn't read clear for I, me. And again, I could, I just could be in the minority, and like, I didn't get it. And maybe that's clear as day to other people. But I think from what Gerard was saying about how we didn't, there was never sort of that visceral thing of like okay if these guys are going to be the villain of the film or whatever we didn't actually ever see that and I, I get what you're saying too Shakir about not like it's not sort of about that it's about the cover-up I think that in kind of what you're both saying is in a similar light and a reason why I didn't think it didn't it didn't grab me as much as say it did you Shahir is the film itself doesn't like it doesn't it doesn't earn the gravitas of the situation that it's dealing with. Yes, that's the best way to put it. There's no urgency in this the way, movie. There's no urgency. You never feel, and even though like you know in your lizard brain, you're like, fuck, pedophilia is wrong. The church is covering it up. These guys are assholes. Someone has to do something about it. The film does not do something to pace itself or make you anxious. There's like one or two lines about, we got to get this out or another paper is going to butcher it. And they're like, oh shit. Even Mark Ruffalo's like impassioned, like we got to get this out now speech really fell flat for me. I was like, this movie doesn't feel like anything needs to happen on a timeline. And I get that that's because journalism, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. Yeah. And maybe that's super accurate to how journalism should be done, but it did not make it an engaging experience for yeah. me. You needed, you needed one of two things. You, need, you either needed another paper also trying to do this at the same time like it needed some type of urgency. You needed another kind, paper. They hinted at, but they didn't hinted. go anywhere. Yeah. There, was, there was a lot of, I think that was my main problem now we're talking about it. There's a lot of talk of stuff. It was a lot of like, oh, we got to do this. We got to do that. Oh, this is going to happen if this doesn't happen. But nothing ever happened. Yeah. I mean, I, there, I disagree. Like I was on like literally, I kind of think I was almost on the edge of my seat the whole film. But but there was one scene to me, which I will actually agree with you, which is where they kind of injected false urgency into this, which is when Mark Ruffalo finds out that some documents are going to be filed and he needs to get back from Florida in order to get that. And, that's, and that scene makes no sense. Why was he in Florida? For 9-11. Yeah, remember they sent him there? But this is my thing. Wait, why was he in Florida for 9-11? Because that's where the Florida training schools were, the flight school was. I see. But also <laughs> my you. thing is like, no, but even, even, in that, even in that scene, though, even in that scene, wow, it would have been cool if the paper he was worried about, somebody was waiting. To me, it's like, I just, but, and like, let's, let's be yeah, clear. No one was there. Nobody was there but him. Yeah, Nobody no, cared. And, and that and was, a, why couldn't they send Richard McAdams yeah, to why go down there? Yeah, it was a little bit of false urgency. I feel like I wondered if I missed a step there because I was like, why does he need to fly back from Florida to get these papers? Why can't someone else just go from the newspaper yeah. down the street to the courthouse? But the thing that I think is there, the concern there isn't like, oh, somebody else is going to break the story and we're going to lose the story. What they're concerned about um, is, that someone's going to push the story out too fast, too fast, too and furious, not, <laughs> Tokyo drift, 
<laughs> Continue. I actually Cont- like that movie. Boston, Boston Drift. <laughs> um, they're going to push the story out too quickly, and it's going to just get buried. And that's the problem. And spotlight. And what Spotlight about is about as an institution is we're there to push out stories yes. accurately with enough detail so they make change. They sure do say that, but it doesn't feel like that at all. Well, here's the interesting thing. <laughs> so much talking, man. Yeah. Here's the interesting thing. Like One of the things that the film like never even tells you is that that story won the Pulitzer Prize. And, you know, affected a lot of change in Boston. But the film doesn't, and I kind of like that they don't even mention that because because the film transitions to be about the abuse victims towards the end or about the scandal towards the end. And I I like that they make that. I feel like I, I feel like this movie didn't transition into anything. It was like journalism is the best. Journalism is the best. Journalism is the best. Look, I don't think journalism it was journalism is the best. Problem. I was I think that, it was like journal- was. True journalism. True journalism, journalism. True journalism is it difficult. Like, it was like true. No, to me it was like to me it was that thing of like uh, there's so many crappy journalists out there. We want to be the best. This is why being a true journalist and doing your facts is great. But but also but also like the the invisible hands that are at play. When you're just trying to get a story out, but show me those hands. Yeah, show me those hands. Don't it was just... the the one of the, the the best scenes to me in the film okay. was when he meets up with the the lawyer for the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. and 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 the guy and the lawyer for the Catholic Church is you know Bill Bradley who um, oh no, Bill Bradley. No, I'm, I got an interesting story Billy about Billy Cup. Billy Cup. Uh, I got an interesting story about Bill Bradley later on, but um, but uh, Mark Barron, who's the new editor of the the newspaper, played by Leif Schreiber, he's like, listen, you know, like it's always kind of like t- they they tiptoe around the fact that he's Jewish like throughout the entire film yeah. and that he's not from here and there's a scene with Michael Keaton meeting one of the lawyers for the Catholic Church and he's like listen Mark Barron's here for a little while he's going to move on he's not from around here he doesn't really know he's he's got an agenda and Michael Keaton turns to him and he says this is how it happens isn't it one guy leans on another guy and the whole city, and the whole city turns around turns the other cheek and like to me that was the most powerful thing because because like I I love reading about the way power plays in, you know, in politics and in, and in journalism. Yeah. And, and it's always hard to like quantify how does, how does corruption take place? How does, yeah. how does someone like, how does force someone else's hand in the face of child abuse? And that was the, such a great scene, which exemplified that where he says, where they were like, look, that dude's from not from around here. The Catholic Church does a lot of good in this community, and he says, "This is how it happens, isn't it?" That wasn't enough for me. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like that, to me, I, I, that to, scene to sold me, it to me, me. That, to me, it was like to me, it's like that's great, mm-hmm. and I want to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Show me why breaking this case is super difficult. Show me that, like, like show me that, like, uh, Leah Shriver's mm-hmm. boss is a part of this. Mm-hmm. Show me that, like. The people in the neighborhood are a part of this. Show me that, like, show me how deep this thing goes instead of telling me, oh my God, this doc, I can't believe this person did this. Oh, what about this one? They got moved here. Show me stuff. Right. There were so many riveting performances of wonderful award-winning actors reading documents to each other that I was just like, okay. But that's the thing. The whole story is in the doc. Like, that's the, and the, the So film, make it, no, this is, no, this is and, the, and, the, and then the film kind of, like, takes a really amazing step, which is that it makes it, they, they point out the fact that even they, the Boston Globe, fucked the story up. And ignored it. But years we kind of knew that beforehand. How? Where do we? They talk we, about how the guy sent. Even that's midway through the film. Yeah, but the they talk like, about Phil Saviano, the guy, yeah. the the abuse support group guy, who talks about like we sent this to you. But they, he's treated as a crazy person. But it turns out he was right. Yeah. I, I mean, and the film kind of like Michael Keaton's character goes, "Yeah, I buried the story. 
I I did. I but you know I, what? I, Michael, I ignored it. Michael Keaton does that in that scene. What everyone does in every scene. This this film has no peaks and valleys. This film <laughs> is just a fucking flat line of information, and it's super interesting. But at that point, make a fucking documentary because it, it, that would get across all of the journey. Like, they did deliver us from evil. You can watch it right great, now. Good. Oh, you know you know what I can compare this movie to now. I'm thinking about it. Mm. Another movie that's nominated for an Oscar, I think it's nominated. I'm pretty sure it is. The Big Short, right? I think uh, this is the antithesis of The Big Short. I do too. I think, yeah. I think it's the I, same fucking thing. No, yeah. no, no. But hold on, hear me out. The reason, I, the reason I will compare it is because The Big Short gave you a lot of information. Yep. But they made it palatable. Like it sure. was like, they made sure that you understood it. They made sure that it was active. You know, that's the one thing. That's the one thing we always it's talk about. Active. Like, no, yeah. I, I kind of disagree. I don't think the Big Short made it active. I think they just gave you information. But, but no, they but, did it. I will say this: they did it in a style that it kept was like, you engaged. It was like I was, I was in it. It wasn't just like, it wasn't just us talking in a room, and I'm just listening to the narrative as you say it. It was like things were moving. Like this scene cut to this scene, while like you know, I'm bigging up the. <laughs> That movie was okay. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, it was yeah. okay, but it was like. But my thing is, it was active. Yeah, and it's like this movie was not active. Whenever I was getting I, bored in the Big Short, it did something. Be it its little twist of like having a celebrity tell you a thing, or moving, or having a certain piece of dialogue be smart. It did have a, like a hey, you still paying attention? Cool, this thing's cool's happening. Like let's listen. Yeah, but I, knew. I don't. I actually think the terminology is is the opposite here, which is I feel that this film is actively. Tra- taking us through the process of uncovering the story. But whereas the, the big short is just giving us information when in fact, all that happened there was people made some transactions. Oh, but see, it's, I feel but the it's, exact it's it's different. It, I feel yeah, the exact opposite. Because in the big short there, th- this is the weird That's part about it. I feel the exact opposite. The, mm. the big short is making a film to be engaged with this. Oh boy. This, but whether you're engaged or not, they're, they've cho- they're choosing a style and they think this yeah. will keep you involved and they go for it. Yeah. This is like, this movie, it was so interesting. I felt like it never gave a, and maybe this is a strength of it. It never gave a fuck if I was interested in it or not. Like it was it, there to teach you. Yeah, no, it, it I, never, it never tried to grab you in a way that other films sort of do. At least for me, I didn't, I didn't have that pull. And so, this is a, this is a topic too. And it, sorry, the last thing, and then I'll, I'll shut up for a minute. The Big Short, just how we were talking about it, and this movie fall into this weird trap of, for me personally, and I don't know anybody else. The subject matter of both of those films is so huge and real life affecting and mind boggling that it's hard for me to tear myself away from how much I care about and I'm interested in the actual thing that the films are about versus how much the film is actually doing to make me interested. So uh. this this movie, like the topic matter is fucking huge and terrifying. And I, 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 I it's, it's just it's horrifying and real. But the film didn't make me have any visceral responses that I didn't have to say hearing the news stories about it. So there's oh, an inter- interesting. The, yeah, there's an interesting thing, which is that the film certainly doesn't have any classical visual flourishes. It's very it's told in a very steady kind of just even handed. They must have blew their entire mm. budget on Dolly track. That's Mm. about six feet long. Every scene is in that office, just slowly chugging. So, so then if you, if you can, (laughs) here's the thing though, that the, 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 this film kind of leads me into an, you know, an interesting thought process about it. And and this is my filmmaker hat, you know, going on, which is that you never take that. I never, never take that hat off. Um, but you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) that's why 
All right, so everyone knows. Now I know why I should hear. Yes, a little little yes. yes. So now I know why he, he dropped his mic. Just dropped the mic. He just <laughs> dropped his mic as he was doing his Oscar speech. Yeah. he dropped the mic. Oh, uh, buddy. But but the films I was thinking about were All the President's Men and Zodiac. And I think this is a procedural in the vein of All the President's Men and Zodiac. But the thing is, is that those films, as brilliant as they are do tend to like try, you know, like try to give you a visual flourish to keep you engaged. Whereas this film, I think relies on its storytelling strength in order to do that. And I, and I think that's a strength of this film is that, that this is an understated film about the annals of power and about the way in which power corrupts and the way in which a city ignores an issue. I don't think this <laughs> film's about any of that. I think this film is about, look how powerful good journalism is. And the shitty part about that is, if you're going to tell the true story of real powerful journalism, it's kind of boring. That's from from a from an if a film is meant to to make you entertained and think about an issue, both of those things hopefully. This movie had no entertainment value for me, and it made me think of an issue that, granted, I hadn't thought about in a little bit, but I'd thought about from multiple other media sources in the past. So this movie brought nothing new to the table for me. It was just mm -hmm. like, here's this horrible thing that's happening. By the way, did you know that true journalism really got this thing out? Because way to go. And I'm not trying to shit on journalism. <laughs> yeah, like, it sounds like you are. No, no, no. But like, <laughs> I understand it's super important and it needs to be done and it's happening less and less. And that's fucking terrifying in our country and kind of around the world. Yeah. But, but what I don't need is stories about the journalists doing true journalism. Well, Just do the. I think that almost spits in the face of what actual true journalism is. It's not but, about you. It's about the story you're telling. But and I, this whole thing is about this is story is a, is a story being told about storytellers. And I'm like, uh, but I think uh. it's but I think it's about the importance of the process of journalism, which is that it is patient. It is like, it is a process, you know, like these guys had to go through and figure out exactly who all these priests were and how they were being moved out. They had See, to go through and documents. That's impressive. And I, you know, like I, I, after watching this, I watched all the president's men again. And I was like, you know, the way in which all the president's men did the exact same thing, which is that under uncovering Watergate un is about going through documents. That's, that's what that movie was. That movie. That movie had a villain. Like, like, it's like Wait, who's I, the like, villain in, in like, All the President's Men? To me, this is my thing. Who's this the villain in All the President's Men? This is my thing. Hold on. Hold, hold on. on. Let, me, let me talk about this shitty movie we're talking about right now. Because <laughs> the thing is, when oh, I came. Wow. Oh, no, wait, hold on. Hold on. Guys, wait, wait. I got to crack a beer for this. this is, there we no, because the thing is, as I sat here, I was like, you know what? I like Spotlight before I got here. And as, we, like, as I'm listening more and more, I'm starting to hate Spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like, I came and I was like, oh, man, this is a good movie. This is a good movie. But then. In then, like, that, what that directly correlates like, to is you hate Shahir and you no, 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 it's not, no, it's not that. But Use it's, but it's, your anger. But it's, but it's, the, it's the thing of is like, <laughs> I'm thinking about as I'm sitting here listening to Shahir and I'm listening to, to you, Matt, and I'm like, I'm getting bored thinking about Spotlight. <laughs> as as you guys talk about Spotlight, I'm like, God. Because the thing is, I think about, because I think about, because I think about, you brought up a good thing. When I left the movie, what did I feel, right? When I left the movie, I was like, Doubt did this better, even though it's about two different things. And I understand that one is about journalism, one is not. But again, this movie is about how these journalists crack this case, expose this case, right? Mm -hmm. This movie left me with no, like, I, I didn't see how it was breaking uh, Rachel McAdams' family apart, her doing this. I didn't see, like, I saw that one scene with her lying to her mom. I was like, I didn't see with this. I didn't see the effects this case had on the people involved. Yes. Like really the the scene where Ra so the scene I was referring to earlier when before we got into spoilers was the scene where Rachel McAdams sits in front of her, her nana and reads her the story. 
We didn't, see, we didn't see. We didn't. We didn't happened? see that. You know what I'm saying? But what happened? Nothing. Like she away. was really like the Nana was upset. I know, but, but, and she, 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 but we and, don't see any of that. Ha- like we see. Uh oh, Nana's getting upset and cut away to more. Like, what, like what happened? Does, does, does her Nana hate her now? Does her Nana like can't <laughs> believe that like she exposed this this thing? And here's the thing. I'm gonna compliment the movie real quick. It, <laughs> here's the thing. So that that moment <laughs> fell so flat for me because what Jara said. You don't. You don't see the actual, you see it like what's happening, but you don't see the result of what's happening. Where something, where that sort of uh, type of shot manipulation or editing, if you will, works is when Mustachio guy takes the paper and puts it on the, the front step of the recovery house for the Catholic yeah, Church yeah. and then cuts away. Like for in that decision, I actually was like, oh, fuck, that's awesome. Because I don't need to see him reading it. But like that's a situation where that sort of cut away from an important yeah, moment. I think, works. and I think the film works in that level the whole way through. Dude, I don't. That's because, the only scene. No, because, I don't. Because they, I agree. That's the they only do it a person. couple of times. Like the the interesting scene that I uh, was thought about was the Michael Keaton visits an old high school classmate. I knew he was and, and and the classmates, you know, like and they start talking about the abuse, and then and then the film this film cuts away, and then the and then what the scene the the later scene is Michael Keaton goes to visit the high school. Or the the, yep. the the college that he was at, and he says, "Look, you know, I met uh, a former student who was abused, and halfway through, he started breaking down. And we never saw that breakdown happen. We yeah. just we just hear him talk about it. I'm, and that to me was like a really interesting choice. And I show, really show me that conversation. Yeah. How man. is that better? I, like, I actually I think that was just a really smart way to go to play this film, which was that it didn't. It it's not a film about victimhood. It's a film about how to prevent this from happening. Prevent what? No, 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 no. This mm. film was literally about one thing and one thing only. Right. And this film was about, oh, journalism is dying. This is why we need to have good journalists in the world. To me, this movie could about could have been about anything because because this movie did not focus on victims. Not saying they had to make them be a victim, right. but show me the effects. Make me care about somebody. Mm-hmm. And thing is, this was a faceless crime. And it's like, if you want me to care about this case, show me effects of this case. Show me more people you know, what lying. About, what about the Phil? So the Phil Saviano character, the um, the homosexual character who talked about his son, the the father who talked about where, how he was abused the first time. I'll say there. those performances when they were happening. I was like thinking about it more, but then they went away because they went away. Like nothing they did stuck with me. Those scenes There's, together as well. Those three, those three different things. If you cut them together, that was about sixteen minutes of the film, if that. They were, they were cut together. If. Oh, was it? Yeah, they like, were intercut. If, 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 if. So you're telling me my emotional weight is supposed to come from 15, 16 minutes? Right. And this is what I'll say, too. So like I said before, my girlfriend and I, after watching it, had a two-hour discussion. Do you want to know what that discussion was about? What? It wasn't about fucking journalism. It was about the theological debate about whether or not the Catholic Church as an entity is good or not. That's not what this movie is about. We've said that. Yeah. That means the movie has failed. I am not talking about the movie. I am talking about the topic that the movie latched onto to tell another story. So that to oh, me, snap. that to me is not me talking about the film. That's but just the movie prompted you to have that discussion. But a, but a documentary or a news story or another. Priest but being the movie prompted you to have that discussion because you had to watch it, though. But what's but it's <laughs> the movie. The movie's not prompting me to have a discussion about what the movie is about. But it is prompting you to have a discussion about. The way in which the story happened. No, it's prompting. You even said before you were like, "This movie isn't about the victims. This movie is about journalism." Yeah. Well, why? Why am I not talking about journalism? 
I, I don't know. It because didn't it didn't, in, the, the action of journalism, while it is important, I want to stress that, yeah. I think true journalism is important in the real, in real life America it and is. the world. Very yeah. important. But it's not a fun, not, fun's the wrong word. It's not an engaging thing mm. for me to watch. Oh, 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 and that can, might oh. be the reason it's dying. Oh, can I, can I bring up another movie? No, no, movie? that process, not the actual Can thing. I bring up yes. another movie that's about um, um, journalism? Kill the Messenger, right? Kill the right. Messenger yeah. came out. I have not out. seen that. Have you yeah, I haven't seen that. I, I won't I spoil it. Yeah. Kill the Messenger, literally, like, it's a, I mean, it's and, a tough I mean, topic. It's they, about, you know, like, the basically the government, you know, or rumor, whatever. We all know it happened. Government brought <laughs> guns, drugs into the projects or whatever. Uh, uh, a reporter found out about it, did research on it. Went, the thing is, that movie showed this reporter, like, going, it was, it was played by, um, it was um, um, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Oh, we, wow, really? You yeah. saw the effect it had on well, him. Well, he was actually killed. Well, <laughs> the movie didn't get to that. The movie didn't get that far. Yeah. But the movie showed what happened to his family. It showed what happened to him at work. It showed what happened in his life to get this story out. It showed It showed how dirty things were. And but that's the, not what this story... This, this story this story's about being a good journalist mm. and like the fingers, like, like getting a good story out. To me, it's like... Okay, or or if being a good journalist, show me bad journalism. Show me what is wrong with journalism. Show me like, give me an opposing viewpoint of something. And Don't that just happens tell me. later in the film when they talk about the fact that the, they it's had a, this story and they didn't do anything. That was with a it. line. But you know what's interesting? That's a line. You know what's interesting about it too? I, I feel like that story was threaded through. There was the whole no, film. there was no stakes for any of the actual characters yes. you're following. Mm. Like in that story, it sounds like Jeremy Renner's character had stakes because you found His, out how it's affected. Yeah. Nothing mm. in this, the Catholic Church really in this mm. movie never goes after Spotlight, mm. never goes after the Boston Globe. They're like, eh, you probably shouldn't do it. Mm. And you expect there to be some sort of Retaliation, like something. Nope. Nope. There's nothing there. Nothing bad happens to these reporters that have been sort of like, as you were saying, sort of like strong-armed being like, oh, look the other way. But then nothing bad happens when they keep pushing forward and it's like, oh, well, then why didn't anyone do this sooner if no one's going to retaliate? Because and that was the thing is because it because power like that corrupts and it's and it and it's not. And the thing the thing that I love about this film is but that it's no, no, no that it's not someone doesn't come in and strong arm you like like and kill the messenger where someone will actually threaten to kill that guy, which is what happened when that they didn't story. threaten him. No, you know, they didn't threaten to kill him. The, the way power corrupts is through institutional power, through institutional structure. And that's, you know, like the thing that I love about The Wire, for example, is The Wire is is a story about institutions. It does it very well. It does it very, very well. And and just, you know, a side note connection here. Tom McCarthy, director of this film, was an actor in The Wire season five where the, where the season was set inside a newsroom and he played a bad journalist. Side note, not directly correlated, but... Okay. Um, but what I love about this is that it's a film about the way in which we choose to ignore things like the re that story didn't come out because nobody cared. And then all of a sudden these people decided because in the face of, of surmounting evidence that they needed to care. And when they needed to care, they realized how far this story went. They technically only care because their boss told them to care. And that, and that was really, that's what I find really interesting as well is that like you can, argue, why did he care? He, because because it he was an outsider he like the other thing that this film is really like I, I think really interesting uh, portrayal of is Boston the city which is that like he he comes in and he says hey there's a story going on right now about this about this priest how much how much follow up have we done on this was there a brown person in this movie uh, there was one 
<laughs> but it was a side character taking a statement from one of the reporting characters. Was it Puerto Rican black? What? Black. Was which, it black one black dude in this movie. Which, which movie? Which, which I, I, Spotlight. It, it, yeah, <laughs> in Spotlight. Okay. Uh, and it was very, I don't even remember the actual moment, but I remember because I was like, oh, there's the first <laughs> black person we've seen in this entire movie. They don't have no, they don't have no, they don't have no, like, no Puerto Ricans and no, like, no, <laughs> no, no Dominicans and nobody. So guess what? Boston. Not exactly a pretty good Boston representation, my friend. Actually, I heard Boston is still pretty kind of, um, Segregated, right? It, but yeah. th- but that's not to say and that this there is... aren't other ethnicities in Boston. Yo, very true. Mm. So so they could have been someone walking down the street. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Have you guys? I, Shahir, I asked you this. Have you seen Seth Meyers' sketch? Uh, yeah. Sketch uh, the making a trailer for a film called Boston Accent. No, I haven't seen it. Please yeah. watch it, and everyone out there, please watch this Seth Meyers. Go to Harvard Yard and park your car. It, it's <laughs> every fucking trope from every Boston set movie that this movie leaned on hard as well. And I can't even fault this movie for doing it because it's every movie set in Boston. No other movie. No other location on the planet <laughs> do they name drop towns as much as Boston things it's always Dorchester about, yeah, <laughs> Dorchester how about Worcester how about Braintree how about Gloucester how about everything it's just like all this shit Good accent. They, well, I'm from I'm from New Hampshire, and I went to school in Massachusetts, okay. right outside of Boston. Good so accent. I actually worked <laughs> really hard to to, to lose. lose it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but when I talk to my dad, apparently my girlfriend's like, when I'm on the phone, she's like, "You sound like you're from Southie," and I'm like, "That's weird." Uh, All of a sudden, the departed walked in. Oh snap! <laughs> so, but this whole thing, and even even in this movie, there's a scene where two people toast to Boston, and yeah. I wanted to slap <laughs> the fucking script out of whoever wrote its hands because. Again, this movie tries to keep you engaged with dialogue that I think it thinks is clever around a bland story. And again, not, not <laughs> it's not an important story. It's a, an important story told blandly. Like when they're researching docu- like how can we make researching papers in a dimly lit room uh, exciting? Oh, turn on the light. I don't need it. I don't have time for light or whatever the fuck they say. What's that smell? There's a dead rat in the corner, but I don't care because this story needs to get out. I know. I say don't it, think that's the way it goes but, down. But that's how it feels. <laughs> I think the way it goes down is we're in a basement that nobody cares about. Sure, but like the, the way they had these little throwaway lines about like here's something like oh man it's really important we get this out it's so important that why do I take these things out of the stinky room oh no I just gotta read it right or, now or I wish I would have heard I, I, I know Michael Keaton I think said you're mischaracterizing line. that that I, entire scene yeah. yeah but there's multiple like that throughout. yeah I just wish Michael Keaton I feel like he did or he tried to do it with a line but I wish we would have known why things got buried like for instance if this is the thing. Where like well, and, well, there's a lot a of good stories. Com- it was but, a conversation, but he said it was no. But was there like, was a whole conversation at the beginning with the lawyer played by Billy Crudup about why this gets buried. No, 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 no. He brought up this particular thing. Like, if this movie's supposed to be about journalism, right? Mm-hmm. And it's solely about journalism. And it's like, why we have to do a good job with this, or yeah. just in general? Why? What happened? I guess. Like, what happened in journalism that things kept getting buried? What happened that journalism? went south I guess if you will like like tell me for instance if this is really isn't about the case tell me what happened in journalism that made everything go to shit that like these people are trying to like reclaim journalism and be great again what happened I mean I think you just have to look at like newspapers like the the whole the 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 death of the print media is but, causing all sorts of problems that's I true. mean it, it was yeah. ha- no 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 but this movie th- this took place in what the early 2000s 2002 you can't say that everything was online yet. No, but that I, was the start of when that it, it, was happening. No, no, it, it was the start. But the thing is, like, people still, I know people, people still didn't have, like, well, at least where I was from, people still didn't have laptops yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you can't put the blame. Like, if you said that right there, now, yeah. Yeah. if you say right now, yes. Yeah. Right now, print journalism is dying. I get it. But in 2001, 2002, people's, papers were still being made. Yes. Like, things weren't dead yet. So to me, it's like, tell me that story then. Tell me, like, what happened? Tell me, tell me why Michael Keaton like really felt like, oh, I was new. I had to do this. Tell me like, was there a pressure? Was there a thing of like this new thing coming in? 
give me background a little bit. There was just none of that. It was just none of that. But but also, like, so the, the interesting conversation that happens early in the film is when Billy Crudup meets with Rachel McAdams' character and... Um, and Robbie, um, uh, Michael Keaton's character, and he talks about why these are shitty cases and why nobody cares is because the way the system is set up is that these cases never go to trial because the because the Catholic Church has so much power in Boston that that what will often happen is, A, the, the statute of limitations usually passes. Nobody wants to talk about the fact that they were abused as a kid. And then when they do, they can only get a settlement of around $20,000 in sealed cases. And See, so, so you know what you just did? You just brought up the case. Now, this is my thing. No, 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 this, but that, that's... Is this movie about the case or is this movie about the damn journalism? Because to me, those are two different things. But like, that's the reason why those stories never get printed because they, they're sealed. They're, never, they're not allowed to be talked about once, they, once they're in a sealed in a sealed deposition. The, court, the, the, the trial never goes through. But now we have a case that they can talk about. Well, they, what the whole thing with Spotlight is, is they decided to... They uncovered the systematic abuse through documentation, like not through actual oh, cases. Oh, yes, I remember the montages. <laughs> not through the actual cases, but by actually doing the investigative journalism work. <laughs> now, maybe I'm slightly biased in this because I used to work in a newsroom. And, uh-huh. the, one th- uh-huh. no. and the one thing that I, like, that I noticed about being, and this is, this is perhaps not in the film, but the one thing that I know about like being in a newsroom is that very little investigative journalism goes on in a newsroom, at least in the newsroom I was in. Sorry if anyone from that newsroom is particularly listening. What, what newsroom is it? <laughs> Name drop. Uh, but, but the other thing is, is that 90, I mean, to me, 90% of the stories we did in that newsroom was advertising. Like, why is it, why is it that, that often case the number one stories in America are like you know when Apple drops a new product that becomes a front page headline for the day um, I, and like and that's and that's pretty much just advertising right you know who touched and, on and, this South the Park. newsroom oh and newsroom yeah yeah it's and, like and and so the thing that's interesting about this is this is real investigative journalism this is actually somewhat like a journalist going through a story and actually finding out what happened and I just don't you know I mean, like I get I, that and 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 here's the here's a remarkable thing that 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 maybe again also changed the way I viewed the film is there's a really powerful scene where one of the journalists, uh, Dennis Farina lookalike, Mustachio man, oh, Mustachio. figures out, is looking through the list of places that are, um, uh, are housing um, priests that have, that have abused children. Like a, there's a halfway house for priests that have abused children. The one children. we talked about, he left the paper on. He left the paper on. So he, lo- he looks and he finds out that, there, that there's one like two blocks from where he lives or a mm-hmm. block from where he lives. And there's this tracking shot where he, he walks outside of his door and follows right to the house. And he's like, oh shit, it's right here. Yeah. Did, did, he have, did we see him, did we ever see at any point Mustache Man with his kids? Nope. No, he just he, he writes a note saying, Kid, "Kids, stay away from there." And then, oh the, come on! You go, if you gonna set that up, you can at least have a moment in the like early in the movie when he's playing with his kids or something. Give me something. Yeah. I like this I, movie the, before the, I walked the, into this podcast. The thing is, the Agreed. way you're describing Agreed. all those scenes make this make the film sound. The, it, I feel like any of the scenes that you guys are describing would would not work. Like, I think they would just be uh, the film trying to hammer home. Great. So we come idea. to a consensus that the film doesn't really work that way. Well. No, 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 no. I'm saying the scenes that you guys are pitching. <laughs> no, my thing is, I just want. And then, and then, well, I didn't finish. Hang on. And so the thing was, was that at the end of the film, they do this thing where they're like, okay, and here are all the other places in the world where this kind of abuse happened. Yep. And the, I was watching it and like, I live, I'm from New Zealand and the town that I went to school in was on that list. Sure. And I went and looked it up, and it was the school right next to me yep. where this happened. But and I and I was like, "Holy shit!" 
Yeah, you but know, guess what? That's the, that's the, about that's about the case. That's about the case. That's like not the what case, the movie the was. Case, no, but that, that, within 15 minutes of this film, I knew for a fucking fact <laughs> that the end of this movie would end with words, white words on black it. text yeah, being like, this is happening, this is happening. By the way, it's all here too. And then that would be the end. Because it knew, it fucking knew that it had <laughs> You're no- You're so angry at a film for like, for like putting no, that out there. No, because the film, the film was not concerned about putting that out there. The film was concerned about telling the story that you said it was about, which is about how true journalism works. Yeah. So to use the actual facts and then punctuate it with these awful, horrible things to give this sort of bland story the but, entire way through some piece of gravitas that it didn't fucking earn based- It, it didn't, didn't earn it. Earn it. It no, didn't. are you saying you, the, it didn't? It didn't earn I'm, the fact I'm, that I'm it uncovered journalism. this. I'm doing journalism. Okay, first of all, the film didn't uncover this. No, the no, film the, is the, about the people that, that uncovered, uncovered it. In, now I gotta say, it's not an entertaining thing, which is fine, but it's a boring film. There's a lot of boring things happening, and they don't do anything to spice it up at all to make you actually interested. And then at the end, to give you the emotional gut punch, like, by the way, uh, priests are abusing kids in your local town, and that's supposed to give you the spike of that that there was some catharsis at the end of this film that it just uncovered something? No! The film didn't earn that shit. The film is just telling a story about journalists who told a fucking story. And it told it boring. And by the way, (laughs) the score is the most mundane piece of shit that did not inject any life. It just kind of sucked it out. Maybe that's why I'm so fucking angry. Listen, he's frothing at the mouth. He's actually frothing at the mouth. (laughs) And and I'm getting into it now. I cannot believe that this is a big Oscar contender. Not made for Best Picture. I can totally believe it. This is and such I, an Oscar baiting movie. I saw I, the post. I'm like, this is an Oscar baiting movie. Uh, the I, second I, half of that word, uh, I would put it masturbating movie. I would call this, it that. This is straight up Oscar bait. Like, yeah. this movie is straight up with Oscar. Let me tell you the movie we should have reviewed mm-hmm. motherfucking Mad Max. Y'all we got did me that on here. We did that. Yeah. Shit, y'all got me on here. You're, you're a one spotlight year, ass. <laughs> one year too late on that one. No. Spotlight movie, man. <laughs> well, we'll have you back for a more fun one. But. Good God. I, look, my, are we getting close? We're almost in an hour. So maybe we do final thoughts. I don't know. We can keep Oh, you're, start, you're starting your final thought, I feel yeah. like, Shir. Well, unless unless there's more we want to talk about. I, I, I completely disagree with what you're saying. And I think one of the things that that proves to me that this movie is interested in in powerful journalism is it 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 it's about these journalists doing the work. And it even it ignores, I think willfully ignores the fact that this this story won a Pulitzer Prize. It's not about that. It's about the work. It's about the work that these guys did to put this story out. And I found that incredibly powerful. And I found, I found what, not, not to me, not to me as well, well. Why did you find it powerful? Was it because exactly what you saw on camera really moved you? Or was it because it, like, I really or, did. Or, or is it that powerful because you know it actually happened? It, it moved oh, me. The way they told this snap. story actually really profoundly moved me. I, I was uh, like the scene where, where Rachel Excel, McAdams. Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> the scene where Rachel McAdams. Look, one of my favorite episodes of The Wire is about uh, document processing, and it's and I I think it's an amazing thing when a film can actually do hey. that. The, the, there's an amazing I have yet to see it. Uh, there's an amazing scene in uh, I think it's the the climax of one episode of The Wire is basically them rushing to file these documents so in order to like stop a drug deal from happening. And I that, and I, that has a stake because <laughs> the di- I can't hey, look <laughs> you're, you're, every example you keep using. I'm like. You hit with that like to me that example was like oh this episode of I know it's one episode and then episode. the film has the one scene with like Mark Ruffalo breaking down saying they did this to kids we need to put the story out yeah but to me it's to me for instance if you compare that to the wire like I didn't see the episode mm-hmm. but I would assume there is 
a drug, like a particular drug deal that's going down. So if this doesn't happen, this drug deal, it whoever's to going me, it down. It sounds to me that you if guys. It would have been, been a kid that they were trying to save. It was like, oh my goodness, that dude is. But that's touching. not what that's not what it's this about. Kind of, it's about journalism. So my thing is, if it's going to be about journalism, what it sounds what it sounds to me is like is you guys wanted some more sensationalism in the story. Like I you just, wanted you wanted something a little bit more flashy. I wanted something to keep me interested in the story they were trying to tell. Or to, or to me, make me. My thing is, who was I supposed to be invested in? Who who was who. Who was I supposed to invest point. my emotions into? Like who who was I seeing this case from? Whose eyes was I? I I I was so interested in everybody's response to this case. I was so so like I, we blank can, stares and looking at screens and I, look. That's what I was. I understood what every character wanted out of the story, and I I was fully engaged with it. So for every Rob, character wanted to break the story. No, not do, every and do it right. Every character wanted to break the story and do it right, but it was all everyone had a different vested interest in this. So, for example, Mark Ruffalo's character says that one he's a lapsed Catholic and one day he would want to go back to the church and he wants this to you know, he wanted to believe that this wasn't happening, sure. but it really was. Okay. You got Mark Barron the the and editor say it. He does say it. He no, says it explicitly. No, no, but, say, but my thing is it's different if like to me it's different if like he's going to the church and he's like He's he's, like, there's a scene where he goes to I church will, and he watches. What? Yeah. What? My thing is, Wait, is well, you want you no, want four is, scenes no, of no, going this, to this, church? This is my difference. This is my difference. <laughs> if this movie would have started out without knowing the case is about to happen, <laughs> if it starts out with Mark Ruffalo in the church, like trying to figure out, like, ah, do I belong here? Do I do this? So it's built that to upon me something. sounds terrible. No, it's built that on something. Sounds like a basically, terrible scene. Basically, what you're saying is, is like, oh, somewhere. That no one knows about, or oh, I have this thing. He it's like, says I'm just, it. That's my point. It's like it's just coming out of left field. I'm just saying it to say yeah. it to move the pot along. No, you he know the says most interesting right you after know, he's You know the most interesting part of what's happening right now is that I look down and realize me and Shahir have on the same shoes. That I'm more excited in the fact that we have on the same shoes than to talk about this damn movie anymore. That's how because it's like there's no emotional gravitas to this movie. I just period. Double, I just double fist pumped in the air. There's no emotional gravitas. It's just there is none. Point blank, none. See, this is to me the antithesis of the big short, which is trying to give visual panache to a thing that is that is completely dull and 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 in a way undermining what's powerful about like like I feel like this film, you know, we talked about the big short two weeks ago. We did. And and I feel like the big short goes out of like basically plays to the lowest common denominator. It says, yeah, we, you know, we know this stuff is really boring. So here's some, here's Margot Robbie in a bathtub. Yep. Here's a, here's Selena Gomez. They in a tried casino. something to make it, it exciting. And you know what, to me that, that's, that just doesn't work. It feels like you're trying to, you're, you're saying I'm dumb. I'm not saying it works, but I'm saying it kept me more interested. Because everyone likes to look at Margot Robbie, Margot but Robbie about, in a bathtub. But my thing, Whereas I, I, you know, like the, as a filmmaker, I want to see a film where people are, is, it's a true story based on process. And I want to see these people going through the process. I don't want to over sensationalize it. I think this film plays it really smart by sticking to the facts. And I was complete. And I was completely engaged in the story. Okay. I mean, I, you can't okay. argue. Opinion. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's fine. I, I would argue that if I'm making a thing, <laughs> I would want two things. One, I would want to get across a, a, a a very powerfully, if possible, the points that I was trying to make. This film seemed like it was like, true journalism is very important. That's the point this film is trying to make. I would also want to, to help that point get across, make it enjoyable or at least interesting enough for a lot of people to watch and enjoy. I'm not, I mean, obviously a lot so, of people so, did watch and enjoy this movie. I'm saying I'm not one of them because there's no, there's no weight there's no 
characters in it that I don't know. I couldn't tell you a fucking character's name in this movie. <laughs> See, whereas I, 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 I was like so. And you've been name dropping. I know you have. I and, and I can tell how invested you are in it based on you being like, oh, Robbie and so on. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> but like the it, this whole thing just it 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 falls flat for me because there's absolutely no desire it seems it has no interest on if you're interested in it or not and on a level that could be very um what's the word i'm looking for that could telling be- about the about our response to like modern journalism no nah, <laughs> not really because the the fact of the matter is the only reason this story was big is because it was sensational i mean it's the whole fucking thing of it but my point is the, the, when you're making a film to be watched in a theater by people you want to give it some sort of thing to keep people interested and for me and I think for you as well, now that you're t- we're talking about a draw, there was nothing there to give us any sort of stake to keep thinking about the film as it was happening. Yeah, I mean, the tough part for me is like, again, I came into this podcast liking this movie. <laughs> and I'm as sorry. We, I'm as, sorry as, that as, I... Uh, as, as we spoke about, I was like, the thing is, I think the performers in this movie, the performances are good. I think everyone did a good job. It's just that it's tough because... I don't think anyone like no one stood out. Everyone was good. Everyone, everyone's everyone, good. And I, I think they they're just trusting the material. Yeah, everyone no, played humans. You could also take, and this is something that I have a problem with on a storytelling level in general. You could take any one of these characters, any one of them, <laughs> and replace. You could replace the actor and the character anywhere in it. They're all the same fucking person. Oh, I one hundred percent disagree no? with you. Yeah, why? What's different about Mark Ruffalo's character versus Rachel McAdams' character? So Mark Ruffalo's character a little bit more. We don't know why. Mark Ruffalo's character is also why. a little bit more um, aggressive in the way he 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 talks to people. He wants to know exactly how things went down. Whereas Rachel McAdams' character has a gentler touch about her. She is she's like sensitive to the fact that these people have been abused. And then she has, she, you know, she has this mother and uh, as w- this nana as well that she doesn't want. She doesn't want. Whereas Mark Ruffalo is like, we need to get this story out. But, I'm, but I the mean, way and, these performances are delivered for me, even his moment of explosion, Mark Ruffalo's moment of explosion is like, and that'd be a great name for a film, actually. Mark, Mark Ruffalo's, Ruffalo's moment, moment of explosion. explosion. What kind of movie? It's a web series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of movie are you making? Hey, it's called The Avengers. Yeah. 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 Hey. What? Shahir just made an Avengers reference. I, I know. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Wow. Listen, I. Uh, what is the Avengers line as well as like? Uh, oh, that's no. my secret. I'm always thinking about the Avengers. Okay. Oh, oh nice. Oh. You quoted it. <laughs> Avengers number one, too. Not even bullshit ass number wow. two. Wow. I'm so thrown off. Maybe. <laughs> maybe just that year. I love Spotlight. Now you just made me. I mean, Spotlight. The thing is, it wasn't. It's tough, man. The thing about Spotlight is like when you watch Spotlight, you know why this movie was made. This movie was made to get nominated for an Oscar. Like, I, to I me, this is such an Oscar Beatty film. The poster mm-hmm. with every with all the happy white people <laughs> and the faded, <laughs> bright white background. It's like, it's so faded and it's like, oh my God, they're in the newsroom. And it's not, this is not the hate on like mm-hmm. the movie itself. It's just like, I think that, yeah, I think that's your response to the actual it's, material. It's just but like, I think the material is handled really well. The thing is, but the thing is, I'm not thinking, I'm thinking about the movie. I'm th- Cause the thing is right now we're debating journalism and we're debating the case. Right. And the thing is we've already established that this movie is about journalism. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But some, all three. Yes. It's, yeah. it's about journalism. Right. Yeah. But what is it about journalism? Okay. The thing is journalism real, sorry, real journalism is difficult. Yes. Right. Now this movie told us right in a line, which I guess is fine. It told us what bad journalism is mm-hmm. right. Once. <laughs> 
Like literally, did, literally, you had a hint of it early on. Like yep. something happened, but it told you once what bad journalism is. I put this down. Like I didn't do anything with it. Why he did that? But that you it's know, not, we it's not knew. necessarily about bad journal. Like the, in the way you're describing, it's also about the fact that like the media can miss something big that's going on. Like you're basically in Boston, they're talking about how there is a systemic abuse by the Catholic church, not only to, not only enabling people to abuse children, but also not preventing well, this law, the, the, the legal process from actually this doing anything about if, it. If, if it. If it was missed once, that's just, I mean, that's almost human error. One time, if this happened multiple times, yeah, right. That, that's which, what, which, which it did. What you did. 90 priests. No, no, I know. True. Yeah. Like if it happened multiple times, we only heard about one time it was like forgotten. Right. And it was when Michael Keaton did it. Like we heard about, like my thing is, no, no, it, no, 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 no. Had, like, not, did they, did they touch just, on? It's not just that he forgot it that one time. It's also that they've never run stories no, no, about no, it. No, true. But, my th- but what I'm saying is, is that in like, the story itself. What, what I'm saying is in this story, and we're talking about like the reason journalism is bad. because so people like, or media does whatever. It's 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 the thing that like uh, people mistake, people like forget, people like push down. Show us instances with this paper, like Michael Keaton, like maybe someone else had the paper, another paper. Show us these examples of like, oh my god, we did this too, we did this too. So show us that it's not just a thing that we like. Someone says in a line, give and, me an example. And, and I will say this along that line is if you're going to do the things that this film does, giving these important moments is sort of one lot one off lines and sort of things like that sort of happening and giving us this information in that way. Which again, I will give this movie one thing: it is consistent in its style the entire way yes, through. It yes. doesn't it doesn't get, fuck with its style. It mm-hmm. builds a world and it lives in that world, and that's the world you're going to live in for the entire movie. So I can respect that and I can believe in it. Mm-hmm. The problem is when you have that this specific world that they've built and they're doing this sort of like one off since it's all about the journalism not going into any of the particular characters. Whenever a large character and I quote air quoting large character moment happens, they all feel bland in the same for me because there's just not like a there's no there's no tether or no state no, even in the voices that they read it in that moment when they're in the office. And I know Michael Keaton's character is supposed to feel guilty, but I was just like, and he's speaking this line the same way he spoke every other line in this movie. And it felt just like, Oh, yep. Here's some more information. Oh, wow. That's interesting. He buried that before. Okay. And now the paper's out and now spotlights getting their phones lit up and uh, nothing bad happened to spotlight. Good thing. They did this. They're the real heroes and they are heroes. Those people <laughs> in real life are heroes. And I get that. But in this telling a story about them as truthfully as this film I feel did did not move me in any way and I will say this is my final thought as we're get, as we're kind of going over the reason Mad Max going oh, back to boy. that <laughs> yeah. works no Mad Max works man <laughs> but here's why no she here loves Mad Max too yeah um the reason why Thanks, Mad man. Max Thanks, works <laughs> is is it's a stylistic telling of a car chase across the desert. You know what? You don't like Mad Max because it's a car chase about, uh, across the desert. You don't, right? It's the it's the way the characters are built, the way the world is presented to you. It's the score. It's the cinematography of how it's telling this real basic story of car chase across the desert. It's telling you this. It, it, it gets more complicated than that, but it's telling you this through a ton of different types of wonderful filmmaking. Okay. Yeah. I'm not done. <laughs> okay. This movie relies on one type of filmmaking normally reserved for documentaries, which is kind of the truth. (laughs) And it's just sort of like, yep, this is what happened. And with super minor character flourishes, that's told at the same baseline tonality of the rest of the film. 
throughout the entire thing. I couldn't tell you how long this movie was. It didn't. I, I never sat there and was like, "Is this over yet?" But I also, I, I normally I could be like, "Oh, that movie was two hours. That movie was an hour and a half. Like, sort of whatever." It just felt like oh, the period of your life, and then it was done. So my point is, you to make a great film, you have to take subject matter and make it engaging. Mm-hmm. This took this film took engaging subject matter <laughs> and made a film around it. And didn't use there. No engagement from this film was made by the oh, film. Man, you hate this movie. Yeah, I don't hate this movie. Let me. Let me. This is my last just, thing. And you, you can. You guys can have the final word. Hope, I thought both of y'all already did your final word. Yeah, <laughs> is that ten minute speech not your final <laughs> word? Know, We're going back. Hold yeah. the, the, the the borderline of this thing I will say about this film is this is an average movie. There's no no one does anything egregiously wrong. It's just an average film. It's an average time at the movies. I would never say don't go see it if what Shahir is saying sounds like something that interests you and that's your cup of tea. Fuck yeah, go see this movie and champion for it. I'm just saying that for me, it came across as very average Hollywood fair. The yeah, only I'm thing done. I'll say about that is is, is and then Gerard gets final is, final, is, final is, word. Gerard gets final final word <laughs> is that is that filmmaking is a collusion of style and story and. And I would say the what you guys are both trying to trying to trying to posit here is that this film required a different style, like is that this film required something else? And I've seen those movies, and they're done very well. Like I think Zodiac is a good example of infusing style. But even then, you'd have to argue that Zodiac is David Fincher at his most stripped back. Like that is him with the least amount of flair and flourish because he's telling a journalist story. And I think this film aptly chooses a style that doesn't overshadow its story. And I think the performances doesn't overshadow its story. And what I found so refreshing about this is that this film felt stylistically 100% appropriate to the story that they were trying to tell about the process of journalism. Jura? Uh... That made me bored. <laughs> the thing is, the Wait, thing is tough. Talking made you bored? <laughs> about about the thing is tough is like I thought this movie. And the thing is, I, I know I've been kind of crapping on it. <laughs> I don't think this movie is bad in any way. I just think it's like, I think it's good. I think it's like, I think it's a decent movie. I think like to, to me, it's like the most important thing about this movie. They didn't really talk about it, but to me, it's like the important thing is with the church. Like that is a very heavy subject. And to me, like I guess personally, I wish it would have dove more into that. Right, like, because to me, like that, for me, it was tough because I didn't, I didn't know who to care about. So, do I care about the the victims? Do I care about like the people, the 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 journalists? Who do I care about? And to me, like, I need to just pick, just pick one of them, and I'm, I'm in, I'm all in. To me, it's like to have that happen to a kid is such a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. And it's like to, to focus, either focus on that, which would have been a tough watch, but. That's to me. That's what made this case so important. That's what made. That's what made this report so important. Is that this is happening to so many kids? Yeah, we saw the two dudes. Great. I mean, to me, honestly, like the 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 one gay guy who was molested, mm-hmm. I felt so invested in him, and yeah. I wanted more of him because it was so tremendous to his life. Because he he said one of the best lines is like, as a kid, I didn't know what that was. You know, yeah. he didn't. You know, you know, a movie touched on. <laughs> you know, a movie touched on like. uh Molestation better? Oh, I might not have seen it. <laughs> that is a real bad play yeah, on words. It was. Terrible. I was going to leave it alone, <laughs> but terrible, sorry, sorry. I didn't think about it like that. But Beast of No Nation touches on that yeah. situation in a much better light than yep. this movie did. Let me tell you why, because it put a face 
it put a face to the situation. This movie never really did. Yep. It did it in such a light, but carefree way. But Beast of the Nation way. is not oh, about. I didn't, no, <laughs> I didn't interrupt you. Yeah, right, right. I'm not saying Beast of the Nation is about that, but I'm saying it's like Beast of the Nation touched on that, and them doing it very briefly was more powerful than this movie that spent two hours attempting to. And it's, it's even questionable if this movie was even trying to tell you that. Am I supposed to feel bad because journalists, what? Am I supposed to feel, am I supposed to feel bad because it's hard to be a good journalist now? Is that, is that what I'm supposed to get out of this? The thing is, I'm, question, I'm questioning what this movie was trying to tell me. Yeah. Is, it, is it trying to tell me that like the Catholic Church is bad? Is it trying to tell me that you know kids getting molested is bad? Because th- that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. You know what I'm saying? But is it the journalist having a hard time doing their job is bad? Is that, is that what I'm supposed to get out of this? It's supposed to be like, oh, I'm supposed to praise these people for doing their job? No, you just did your damn job. Am I supposed to? That's like me going and watching a movie about a farmer Who's farming? Not, <laughs> not, 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 not that there's a drought happening. Like a, a farmer trying to farm during a drought, that's tough. All right. Yeah. But a farmer trying to farm because it's May? Because it's Tuesday? No, bitch, it's, it's May farm. <laughs> like that's, that, to me, it's like, <clears throat> yeah, I actually have a good what farmer case, example. What <laughs> case, like this right now, Spotlight we, we does a bunch of up. cases. All right. They do a bunch <laughs> of cases, right? A bunch <laughs> of cases. Like they may do a case about drugs, right? Drugs are bad, as we all know. Drugs are damaging the family. All right. Th- that movie could have been about them just trying to bring out that, oh, like people from Mexico are bringing up drugs or, or whatever. That's, that's their job. Yeah. That is literally what a journalist is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're telling me that your job is difficult, tell me why. Mm-hmm. Show me why this job is difficult. Tell me that the, 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 the Catholic Church is like messing up your family coming after you, trying to do something. But don't tell me, oh, it was tough doing this because it's a touchy subject. No, motherfucker, your job <laughs> is to take on the tough cases. That's I, what your job but is. But if, if the world was like that, then great journalism, journalism would exist right now. Th- that's not true. Because my thing is this. My thing is, <laughs> I shouldn't we, interrupt you. I'm sorry. We, we live in a world right now where journalism is very questionable. Mm-hmm. Like, is BuzzFeed journalism? I don't know. We live in a world where some people consider it is. Some people consider, like, you know, The Daily Show as a, a strictly news publication. Mm-hmm. Is this semi-political? Like, what is it? We don't know. But if you're going to tell me, I got I to gotta, I gotta high-five you for doing your job, fuck you. Yeah. You did your job. There we go. If I go to a kitchen to get food made, if I go to a restaurant <laughs> and the chef makes me food, right? Yeah. What is your goddamn job? Yeah. You're a chef. Yeah. Cook my food. All right. I mean, I can't argue with that. Spotlight did his job. Yep. Spotlight. There you go. And and I will say this. I think what Spotlight was telling us is that the Oscars are February 28th. Uh, so- hey, hey, listen. I don't know what people out there are doing. If you boycotting what you're doing, I'm I'm personally going to watch the monologue of Chris Rock and I'm cutting that shit off. I'm, I I I haven't I'm watched gonna, the Oscars in like years. I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm contractually obligated to go to a party. I don't give a fuck about the Oscars. No. I don't. I just uh, it's, the the fact that like I'm like a little bit like excited that Mad Max is nominated for a thing. I hope does, it wins. It, I, it yeah, won't. I, I hope Mad Max wins. It won't. I but I could <laughs> I could totally Spotlight see this. I could totally Spotlight. see Spotlight winning. I don't Spotlight. think Spotlight will win. Spotlight will win. I could totally no, see Revenant winning. Revenant's going. Or win. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see Spotlight anyway, winning. Anyway, guys, we're going on. Me. We're going on uh, uh, the length of the film. I think at this point. So uh, this has been the only <laughs> the only podcast about Spotlight. 
Yeah, uh, we're shining a light. We're shining a light. Gerard, thank you so much thank for coming you. in. Thank you for having me. So this, was, this was fun. Hopefully, can we pick a movie that's not Spotlight next time? <laughs> I, wanna, I was saying this year. I, wanna I get think you we want you in for Deadpool. I want to get you in oh, for Deadpool. If oh, you're can I say that. one thing? Yeah. I'm about to get my tickets literally when I leave it. Nice. Oh, really? Nice. Yes, Deadpool. I want I want to get you in because I know you and I are the, the same Marvel sort of heads yeah, uh, yeah. together. So I want to get that. Or, or, you know, Batman, Superman, Batman all day, baby. I, Batman I, all day. I will you know, watch that movie. Actually, I might be. Are you excited? for that film? Well, I, I am a Batman fan. Yeah. So I will support... Anytime Batman's on screen, you're like there. I'm, I'm there. Adam West through the, through oh, the Christian oh, Bale, you're I, there. I love Adam... The people hate... I love Adam West. I don't... Look, don't get me started on Batman. Right, I was gonna say, I was, I was just curious if you were excited or not because I am not. I love Batman. Don't get me wrong, but I, I whatever. I just don't. I, I like darker movies. I just don't know if 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 it's gonna be a train wreck. Or I not. have not watched the trailer, so I I'm like, oh, it's it's, it's good. like thing is, it's a lot of pressure. They have so much pressure; it's like impossible to compete. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Gerard, where can people find you when you're oh, when oh, you're not man. agreeing with me about a film? Oh my goodness. Uh, 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 people can listen to Black Men Can't Jump every Friday. You know, we're on iTunes, Spreaker.com. Uh, you can follow the podcast. Uh, what is it? At Black Men Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. Wait, Black Man Podcast? It's at Black Man Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a Twitter handle. Yeah. It's at Black Man Podcast. That is so broad. We can be it about is. anything. But it's only us. It's only us. We got it. Um, wait, but this is weird because we're the only movie podcast. No, we're the only podcast about movies. We're the only podcast yeah. about movies. So I, wait. Mean, I mean, we, we, we talk about yeah, yeah, have y'all done, done a, a movie with minorities as a lead yet? We did Beast of No Nation. Yeah, we did Beast of No Nation. Um, how, I mean, how many other movies y'all done with people? That's it. That's, that's is that it? We, that was our quota for the year. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah you no. only get one. We only get uh, one. You yeah. got to do one with a uh, female lead, too, now. You gotta, everybody yeah. got to do at least one. We only <laughs> get one Mad minority. Max one really counts the female lead. True, yeah. true. I agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people also, uh, uh, if you're in New York City, you can look up Astronomy Club. It's a sketch team that me and two of my co-hosts and a couple other people from UCB, we have a show called Journey Through Black History. One show was on uh, February the 11th. The other one's on February 29th. Yes. Uh, you can check that out at UCB Chelsea. That's Black History Month. You should do something to support black people that month. Don't be racist. <laughs> Come out to the show. It's only $5. Bring a date. Also, um, black men can't jump. We're going to South by Southwest. Yeah. Check us out March 11th. I don't know when tickets going to sell because you know South by Southwest be rolling stuff out. Yep, Mad yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, we got a couple of shows at NYU. February... Monday, February 8th, you know, we're doing a movie live for the kids of Black History Month. Oh, which movie are you guys doing? They picked for us. What did they pick? They picked... Wait, NYU picked for you? Yeah, because, I mean, we're technically their guest, I guess. So we're doing uh, 12 Years a Slave. Oh, wow. We're doing 12 Years a Slave. Now, I love that movie. I've seen that movie like three times. I mean, no, it's a good movie. I'm just... You don't want I'm to tired of slave stuff, man. I know Nate Parker's Birth of the Nation. Nation. Yeah. I know we're going to have to do it, and I just can't. My I, my heart can't handle any more of these slavery movies, to be honest. Right. Yeah. right. Oh, God. No, of course. But you guys are going to do a live We're doing a live discussion we've done one. of. Yeah, we've done one before. Wait, so you're going to be sitting in the front row, like freaking. No, no. They, they're, they're doing a screening of it um, for us ahead of time. So they're going to do a screening. Uh, uh, a week before of the movie, yeah, and then of course we hopefully we can go to the screening too, and then we'll just come back and just do a live like, like talk back if you will, yeah. or like a live recording. <laughs> That's of cool. The movie, oh, very, very cool. Nice. 
Yeah, thanks. All but right. yeah, thanks for having me. Seriously, you know, yeah. good time. Good to change your opinion on a movie. Yeah, I mean, I literally came in. I think I even texted you. I was like, yeah. oh, I like that movie. <laughs> sure enough, <laughs> and it was you. Solely you talking about how much you loved it in a certain part. I was like, wait, <laughs> I hate this I'm movie. Like, what is this? Listen, <laughs> I hate you here, and I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think that some of my vitriol played a part in at least. You, three I have years. never You've seen been, a little bit. So you were yeah. angry. I have never seen you froth at the mouth this much. I just get, I get mad. At have we been, like? Is there any other movie that we've been so angry about? I don't. Not on this podcast. And some of my old things, I used to get. If you look at my pedigree, you know what, listeners of this show, if you want to see me get mad, if you want to see me get fucking furious, you're getting from, furious right now. From nine, are you turning into the Hulk? From nine years ago, <laughs> he's turning to Dane Cook. Have you seen? I know, I get that a lot on X, on PlayStation Live or whatever, on, uh, on online. Everyone thinks I'm Dane Cook. You like, sound just like Dane it's Cook. Insane. Um, I did a thing for a film, Ultraviolet. It's four minutes of me screen. I got, I saw Ultraviolet in the theaters like nine years ago, ten years ago. And it's that Mila Jolovich movie that in the future. Yeah, well, she's it's purple bullshit. on the cover. I remember the purple. It's fucking awful. It's a fucking awful movie, and no one should ever watch it. But I got. But home, you should watch his review. No, yeah, watch the review. I got drunk and screamed at a camera for four minutes, and then passed out almost from yelling. <laughs> it's on YouTube right now. You can go watch it. Uh, and that's sort of what birthed my reviewing films. Uh, it's it's funny to me because I think the other film that, like, looking at our list of, that you've gotten so angry about was Fantastic Four. So it's Fantastic oh, Four in Spotlight. Fantastic Four. <laughs> if I had to pick my two, le- yeah, like, oh. but for very different reasons. Anyway, Shahir, where can people find you? We got to wrap this up. Uh, ShahirDowd.com, S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D. All my films, all my work is up there. And if you want to get in touch with us at the podcast, tell us what you think. It's OnlyMoviePodcast at gmail.com or at our Twitter handle at OnlyMoviePod. And you can find me at MatthewKroll.com, uh, Skeletor, the number four, P-R-E-Z on Instagram and Emperor MSK on Twitter. Guys, thank you so much to both of you for talking about uh, Spotlight on the Spotlight. Only Podcast Spotlight. about it. Spotlight. Spotlight. Uh, and when you, you put me in a movie. What? I'm calling you here out on this podcast. When you put me in a movie. I, oh. I have a quota of black people I can put in oh. movies. Oh. <laughs> and um, sorry. Did you press the end button by now? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs>